It's on our heels. I want you to do something a little unusual, but just humor me this morning. Stand up. Everybody stand. If you can, stand up. I want you to reach up, not your COVID mask, but if you're wearing a mask that hides who you really are, I want you to pull that mask off. Just pull that mask off and lay it on the pew beside you. If you've built up a wall around you in your lifetime to protect you from being hurt, I want you to pull that wall down. Just lay it on the ground beside you. You're in a safe place this morning. And it's not safe just because we've got some of New Albany's finest police officers guarding the door. It's safe because we have an awesome guest in our presence this morning. Our God and Father is, is here this morning. Not because I'm preaching. He's here every time we come together. You can sit down. He's here every time we come together. What an amazing thing that is to think about, that the God that created this universe, the God that created Adam and Eve and Noah and Moses and Abraham and brought the children of Israel out of captivity, and the God that gave his son to die on the cross for our sins is in our presence. You know how we know that? It tells us in Scripture that when two or three are gathered in his name, he's there. That should make us want to sing with a little more heart, pray with more intensity, and, and listen, to, listen to his word proclaimed. But I've got to warn you, there's another guest that's here that's not welcomed. And he's ticked off that we're here this morning. And he's lurking out there in the parking lot. He's waiting when we come out of the services to tell us, don't believe anything Darren said this morning. You're not good enough. You're, you, you've done things in your life that God's never going to forgive you of. But you know what? He's a big old liar. We're going to expose his lies this morning. He's, he's been in control for too long, and we're going to kick him to the curb. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of passages in the Bible that give us comfort on how to deal with Satan. And we're going to, we're going to look into those this morning. God is so amazing. And his grace and his mercy and his love is just really, really, it's deeper than my simple brain can comprehend. Those of you that have children, uh, it's, it's unimaginable to think that we would sacrifice a child for somebody that hates us, that despises us, that wants to do us harm. But that's what he did. He sent his son to die on this cross for our sins. If, you've, if you're in a situation in life where you just, maybe you were raised in a, in a family, you just didn't feel loved. Maybe you had a, a, just a bad situation in a marriage and, and you, just, you felt betrayed and not loved. And you, you're just going through life and you say, nobody loves me. Well, I want to tell you, that's, the, that's another big lie of Satan. Your Father in Heaven loves you more than you can imagine. And He's really the only person in this life that matters that loves us. Like I said a minute ago, He loves us so much that He gave His Son to die on the cross for our sins. And that should give you incredible comfort. We try to put our human limits on God. Not intentionally, but we just do that sometimes. And, and God is so much bigger than what we can think of. We sing this song in Vacation Bible School. Our God is so big, so strong, and so mighty. There's nothing our God cannot do. The mountains are his. The valleys are his. The stars are his handiwork, too. Kids remember that song, don't you? Well, just this morning when we woke up and saw the sunrise, everything that God created worships him. Everything that God created glorifies him except for us sometimes. 
We have an amazing God that can do so many things. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible. Love and forgiveness are very powerful forces. Neither one are easy. But with God's help, they can change lives. We have to be willing to let God fill us with his spirit. We just finished a few months ago a series. Jason's not here this morning, but Jason put together a series on the fruit of the spirit. And if you haven't, if you haven't listened to that, I would encourage you to go back and go through that. It's an amazing study on the fruit of the spirit. And you can read about that in, in Galatians chapter 5. And it tells you the aspects of that are love, joy, peace, goodness, faithfulness, Patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. All really, really easy things, right? No, they're not. But if we open our hearts and let God indwell us with his spirit, those things are a lot easier. That study was a real eye-opener for me. Because you can't, you can't look at those aspects of the fruit of the spirit and take an honest evaluation of yourself and not realize hey, I'm weak in this area. Some of my fruit is rotten. My life's more about me than it is about God. Do you know that God doesn't need any of us? He doesn't need a single one of us for his plan to work. But what's amazing is that he wants us. He wants every one of us. And if we'll allow him to use us, we can do incredible things through him. I shared with you a few weeks ago when I stood up here uh, my heart and, and how God touched my heart and is working on me because I was running from him. And the last few weeks of my life have been the closest I've been to God. And I don't ever want to drift back where I was before, thinking about things that I can't control, thinking about the future, worrying about the past, worrying about this and that. God is amazing in what he can do for us and through us. We can't look back at our past. There's nothing healthy about looking at our past. And we can't live in the future. There's a reason that today is called a present. It's a present. It's a gift. And we need to seize the day and use this day to, to glorify God. I want to encourage you to reach out to anyone that you have a strained relationship with. Anybody in your life that you have a strained relationship, reach out with them and try to fix that relationship. Reach out to some of our brothers, all of our brothers and sisters that have fallen away over the years. And I'm not naive enough to think that your phone call or your letter is going to miraculously change somebody. But it's not us that does the work. All we can do is send a letter or make a call and then, then God does the work. God cultivates hearts. But it does us so much good to do that for other people. And you'll get so much out of it you, you can't even imagine. I want to encourage you this morning, if you're on social media, to use that as a spiritual platform to encourage people. Put your favorite Bible verse on there. Uh, you know, remind people that God's waiting to shower them with blessings. Resist the urge to get into arguments with people on social media. Resist the urge to just put pictures of yourself or self-centered posts. I got news for you. God doesn't care how many friends we have on Facebook. 
He really doesn't. There are so many people in this world that are hurting. Even in this congregation, we're all broken in different ways. But there are so many people that are hurting. They're walking around this, this, this life with a God-shaped hole in their heart. And it's amazing what will, what will fill that heart. And that's God and his, and his love. And if you had the cure to cancer, would you even think about keeping that to yourself? If we did, we'd be the cruelest person in this, in this world. But we have the cure to spiritual cancer. And it's God's word. And it heals. It's called the gospel. We need to quit waiting for opportunities to go overseas on a mission trip. We got a mission field right outside these doors. I was in Lanesville the other day and I was I got turned around. I pulled into a church parking lot and I turned around and the sign on the front when you're pulling in tells you the, the hours of the church and everything. On the way out, the back of the sign says, you are now entering the mission field. And I thought, man, that is so awesome. So they're reminded every time they leave a worship service that they're now entering the mission field. And that's the same for us. We need to stop being afraid to share our faith. If you're already doing that, that's awesome. But for those of us that aren't doing that enough, we need to stop being afraid of, 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 of fear of rejection. Because we can't control how somebody responds. All we can do is plant seeds and let, let God do the work. Fear is a liar, and it's a weapon of the father of lies. I want you to turn over with me to John chapter 8, verse 44. And it tells us that from the beginning, Satan was a murderer, that he's a liar, and that's his character. He's the father of lies. So we have some incredible people over the years that have discovered and, and, and invented things. But Satan invented the lie. And he's very crafty with it. He's very good with it. I had intended to do something a little unusual this morning. I was going to have some different young men around the auditorium read some verses, but we don't have enough microphones to do that to be able to be picked up on the live stream. But I want to read to you this morning. And I'm going to have all these verses available. So what I want you to do, if you're taking notes, put your pen down. And I want you to just listen to these words. I'm not even going to tell you what verse they are. Some, some of them you'll know. But I just want you to listen. And I'm going to take a chapter from Gerald's book, and I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. And don't let me put you to sleep, but I'm going to read to you. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. The Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, 
but of power and love and self-control. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise. In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I'm going to read that one more time. What then shall we say to these things? These things referring to whatever's going on in this world. If God is for us, who can be against us? Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Those of you that close your eyes, you can open your eyes now. That's amazing stuff. We can look into God's word and we can find that God doesn't want us to be afraid in this, in this life. He wants us to glow. You think about when Moses came down from the mountain, he had just that glow about him. That was miraculous. We're not going to have that. But we should, we should glow. We should be attractive to the world, not because of the way we're dressed or, or, or how our hair looks or whatever, but because of who we, who we are and whose we are. One of those verses I read to you was from Psalm 23. It was verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. All of us have different valleys in our life. Some of us could be going through a, a deep valley right now. Some of us could be on a mountaintop. But I want to share something with you this morning. The, the devil confu tries to confuse us with two words, happiness and joy. He wants you to think they're the same thing. Happiness is totally different than joy. Happiness is determined by circumstances. You could be happy because you got a job promotion. You could be happy because... Uh, you got a new car. You could be happy because your health is great. Your favorite team's doing really well. And maybe like Delbert shot his best score in golf. But it could be just the opposite of that too. You could be unhappy because you lost a job. Your spouse left you. You just found out you have cancer. Any number of things. That's not the same as joy. Joy is grounded and anchored in our relationship with God. And it's unmovable. If we're faithful to God, joy is, it's there to stay. Nothing can take our joy away from us. So we're going to have days where we're not happy, but we still have joy. 
A wise woman shared something with me recently. And she didn't want to be, she didn't want to be recognized, so I'm not going to recognize her, but she's a very wise woman. When Satan likes to remind us of our past, we need to remind him of his future. His future is not good. You can read in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 41, there's a lake of fire prepared for the devil and his angels. There's a, there's a misunderstanding that Satan's going to rule in, in hell. Not going to happen. He's going to burn. And none of us want to be there to see that. And I don't want to spoil the ending of your life story. But God defeats Satan. And faithful Christians win. Who in here doesn't like to win? Winning's pretty fun. And we're going to win if we're faithful. If you're not a Christian... I simply want to ask you, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins? If you can say yes to either of those questions, that's all you need to know right now. That's the only thing you need to know to be able to render obedience to God and be baptized for the remission of your sins. If you know that and you're not doing anything about that, that's like swimming in the Nile River in the midst of man-eating crocodiles. Eventually, your time's going to run out. Whatever fear you have this morning that's holding you back, it's a big old lie from the devil. I'm going to ask one of my good friends, my teaching partner, my buddy, Zach Densford to come forward and he's going to lead a prayer specifically for anybody this morning that has that knowledge but something's holding you back. Pray with me if you would please. Dear God, our, our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you've given us each this morning for us to, to focus in on, on you and, and all that you can do, Lord. And so, Lord, we, we pray that, that those who, who may not know you or who may not have begun that, that walk with you in their life, we pray that, that Lord, that, that they may learn of you. We pray that, that you may be able to, to open their eyes and and open their hearts so that, that they can see clearly uh, the God that you are, the might that you have, the love and care that, that you have for them. Lord, we pray that, that in a world of confusion, in a world of, of fear, in a world of so many question marks, that those who, who may not have begun that, that walk with you, who may not have yet been baptized, that they can find you that they can find confidence and they can find certainty in your ways, in, in your steadfast love for them. Lord, we pray that, that those who, who do not know of you or who are just learning of you, that they can know you, that they can know 
all that you are able to do. The might that you have, the accomplishments you can achieve, the glory that, that you are. And Lord, we just pray that, that those minds, that those hearts can be open, that they can see the goodness, the love that, that you have for them, that, they're, that they are cared for. Lord, we pray that, that no matter how dark the, the winter may seem, for these people, for, for their individual circumstances, for their, for their situations, and for, for all of us truly, that no matter how, how dark the winter may seem, Lord, we know that, that you create an abundant springtimes. So we, we pray for, for the dead of winter to, to become a, a, a blossoming spring, and, and we know that is because of your love, because of your power, because of your might. Lord, we pray that that there might be opportunity, that there will be opportunity for those who do not know you to come to you, to find you. For those of us who, who have known you and maybe have, have turned away or, or have, have put off living the life that, that they should live, Lord, we pray that, that we take advantage of, of the opportunities you give us and we're so thankful for your open arms, for your open hand and for the love that you have for each and every one of us. So Lord, we pray that we pray these things that, that, that we may have our eyes open, that when we read our, our, our Bibles, that we see the stories of, of people who are dealing with, with fear, with, with hurts, with different worries, that we can find also and, and, and be confident in the answers that, that you provide in your timing and your ways. So thank you for all that you do, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Zach. We can't physically remove Satan from this world. He, he's here. Uh, but the Bible tells us that if we resist him, in the book of James, if we resist him, he'll flee from us. And every time that we resist him, we get a little stronger. All of us have had times in our lives where we, we just really struggled to resist the temptations he put in front of us. But I want to encourage you, find somebody in this family. If you're struggling with things, find somebody in this family that you trust that you can sit down with and just share what you're struggling with. You'll find out that you're not the only one that struggles with things. We have such a big family here and such a loving family. And take advantage of that. Find somebody that you can pray with somebody that uh, you just totally trust. I've got, a, I've got a friend. I think he's here this morning. Um, and, and we get together a few times a week. And we exercise and, and we pray together. And He's like a big brother to me. He, and a lot of you all know him. It's Brian Hagg. He's the Chick-fil-A operator in Clarksville. And he has helped me so much from a spiritual standpoint and just he's been my mentor in business and and I encourage you, find somebody that you can trust and that you, that you can develop a relationship with because we can't get through this life on our own. We can't do it. The devil will devour us. But we have such a, such a good group of people, such a good family. We've got wonderful shepherds uh, and great preachers and uh, just wonderful families, and we need, to, we need to take advantage of that. I want to read the lyrics to a song and then after that, Delbert's going to uh, offer an invitation song. And this song was written by Zach Williams, and it's called Fear is a Liar. 
So just listen to these words. Because you may have heard these words whispered in your ear. Not audibly. But Satan, he's so crafty to remind us of, of our weaknesses and our past and, and that we're not good enough. But just listen to these words. When he told you you're not good enough, when he told you you're not right, when he told you you're not strong enough to put up a good fight, when he told you you're not worthy, when he told you you're not loved, when he told you you're not beautiful, that you'll never be enough, fear, he is a liar. He will take your breath, stop you in your steps. Fear, he is a liar. He will rob your rest and steal your happiness. Cast your fear in the fire, because fear is a liar. When he told you you were troubled, you'll forever be alone. When he told you you should run away, you'll never find a home. When he told you you were dirty and you should be ashamed. When he told you you could be the one that grace could never change. Fear, he is a liar. He will take your breath, stop you in your steps. Fear, he is a liar. He will rob your rest, steal your happiness, cast your fear in the fire, because fear, he is a liar. Let your fire fall and cast out all my fears. Let your fire fall, your love is all I feel. Let your fire fall and cast out all my fears. Let your fire fall, your love is all I feel. Fear, he is a liar. He will take your breath, stop you in your steps. Fear, he is a liar. He will rob your rest and steal your happiness. Cast your fear in the fire, because fear, he is a liar.